<laughs> okay. Hi everyone, my name is Lauren Bullard. I'm a marketing student graduating in May. Um, and I am sitting here with Brad Stone. He's gonna tell us a little bit about um, his degree and what he does. And then he's gonna help me answer some questions about what um, college graduates need to be doing to set themselves apart when looking for jobs and just kind of any general advice he has for um, marketing and sales students getting started in their career. Awesome, well, thank you, Lauren. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, yeah, my name is Brad Stone. I live here in central Oklahoma. Uh, my degree, it's been a few years, but uh, my degree uh, is from the University of Central Oklahoma. I studied a couple different things, but I ended up getting a degree in public relations or communications uh, and then went on to finish uh, with an MBA in leadership development uh, through Oklahoma Christian University. As far as work, uh, you know, my career has been varied. It's mostly been in IT uh, in fact, I started college in the 90s, and uh, and don't do this. If any students are listening to this, do not take the route that I did. But I, I didn't finish in the 90s. I, I wanted to work. I was I was going to school. I was working part time, and really enjoyed working. So I just stopped going. Uh, I had 12 hours left to finish, <laughs> and so uh, started working in the IT industry. Uh, I was working for a nonprofit. Uh, did a stint in mental health, and then moved over to a healthcare company. But uh, once I got back into the tech uh, manufacturer world, uh, I decided to go back. So I did finish my degree in 2010, and then went on to finish my MBA. So the last 12, 14 years, I've worked in sales. So you know, not necessarily directly a communications marketing degree, but definitely that's a big component of what we do in our job. So happy to be here today with you, Lauren. Um, so I've been reading some articles just about the industry and kind of um, what to expect this year and in the next couple of years trying to start a career and everything I seem to have read um, says that this is like the best time to try and get into a career that 2022 graduates are entering an economy that has almost more jobs than it does workers to fill them. Um, so I was curious on what your thoughts were on that and specifically how COVID-19 has kind of affected the industry, um, if that has created more positions, if that's made competitions in this field specifically more competitive, um, and just kind of the working environment. Is it more remote? Is it more um, still going into the office? Things like that. Just kind of what your experience was with that. Yeah, I, I think COVID really changed the, the landscape. It accelerated uh, the adoption of remote work because um, you've got, you know, different types of employers out there, different types of management owners. Um, the ones that I'd say are more seasoned and, and have been around longer have always preferred their workers to be in the office Whereas these new startups, most of the, the companies that I've worked for, the technology companies, we've been doing remote for years. In fact, a lot of the products we sell are enabling other companies to do remote as well. But, you know, COVID accelerated that because um, we've never experienced anything like it. And companies had to quickly shift and provide options for their employees to work remotely. Uh, because the work was still there and had to be done, uh, but people couldn't come into the office. So, um, you know, I think a couple things, uh, if, if you're a new, uh, you know, student or uh, excuse me, a student coming out of college looking for that first job, I mean, 
a couple things to keep in, in mind. One, I, I, we've seen a big shift in labor participation. Um, you you kind of hit it on the head there, Lauren. Uh, the, the number of people in the workforce continues to decline. Now, it's increasing a little bit this year from what I've read and some of the posts from 2022, but we're still not caught back up to what we saw in the early 2000s. So it's a good market for a student or potential employee to be in right now. Um, it's, it's a more challenging market for employers. And so there, there's less talent to go after. Uh, I think about just the company I'm at now. I work for Amazon Web Services. I've been there about a, a little over a year. And we were hiring a coworker for me to help support the, uh, Oklahoma, uh, the account that I cover here. And uh, we just could not find a candidate that lived here that, that filled the requirements and experience we were looking for. And so uh, I think employers have had to become more flexible in what they're willing uh, to hire um, at where that person has to physically be based. Um, I think a couple other things have affected the job market. I think during COVID, you know, we saw some dual income families, uh, you know, go back down to one income uh, because of what we saw happening in the education field and that, you know, um, schools were either requiring masks or they weren't meeting at all, but yet, you know, folks still wanted to, to provide some sort of education for their kids. So a lot of folks, you know, changed what they were maybe doing before. I think the other thing is you saw some folks move into early retirement. Um, it, you know, it was frustrating, stressful, all the different things that came with COVID that's something we'd never experienced before. So some folks just decided to, to kind of ride off into the sunset from a career perspective. Um, so, you know, COVID, I think there was a silver lining. One, it's, it forced those, those uh, companies that were maybe against remote work to, to enable their workforce for that now. Uh, so we're more connected. I think those companies, as well as the, the new tech companies, we're more connected now than, than we've ever been. Uh, remote work is, I, I think, now accepted. And, um, and the other thing is, um, you know, for future employees or potential employees, um, the benefits that employers are offering to entice those employees uh, has increased as well. So, and we'll talk more about some of those things as we, as we move through our discussion here today. But it's a good market for a college student to be entering into right now. Yeah, that seems to be kind of what all the articles I've read. The articles almost seem to be doing like recruiters work, like begging people to get into work and start looking for jobs again. Um, yeah. But so I think one of the, at least in my experience, one of the biggest hurdles that college students have to jump when trying to find like um, kind of that first job in the career that they're looking for. One is just kind of not knowing where to start, being overwhelmed, because you can go on Google and type in marketing jobs and there could be thousands of results and just not really knowing where to start. Um, and so I thought something good to be talking to talk about would be how long um, a college graduate should kind of expect to be looking for that first career job. And then um, when interviewing and weighing the pros and cons of different places that you're interviewing, um, what are good uh, starting off good benefits and a good salary to kind of be expecting from those jobs? Yeah, those are, those are all important and good questions. 
I think as far as timeline, uh, it's going to vary, obviously, by region and by position. I will say overall what I've seen in the last year is that whole uh, career path interview process has been very accelerated. Okay. Um, so it's moving faster than it did maybe, say, that first year of COVID or even pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I've seen jobs at the company I'm at now move uh, anywhere from a week to just a few weeks. Um, but I, I, again, I want—I don't want people to, to hear that and think, oh, I'm going to go find a job in, in the first month. Um, it, it all depends on the role you're looking for, the market you live in, uh, and what you really want to do. Um, but I think there's some things that you can do as a person or student to make sure you're ready to go. And, and so the first thing is, you know, make sure your resume is ready to go. Um, so that when you do find that role that you want, um, it, it's ready to be turned in and, and looked at by a recruiter. Um, you know, have in your mind those top three qualities as a candidate uh, where you can just recite them. So we call it kind of like an elevator pitch. Have your pitch down. Um, so that if you come across somebody in person or when you're out and about on the weekend at Walmart and they say, Hey, our company's higher. I mean, just be ready to go, make sure you've put the time in the prep in, um, so that when that opportunity does present itself, you're ready to jump onto it. Um, the other thing I would say is do your research. Um, companies can tell, uh, potential employees that are just winging it versus those, that have really taken the time to understand what the company's about, um, what their product or service is, and, and really what, what culture they're trying to cultivate. So make sure you've, you've done the research there. I would say even, even go further and do the research on the hiring manager, if you know who that is. Now, I understand there's certain roles out there uh, you know, that you may not know in the company who's who, but there's a lot of things, a lot of tools available online nowadays. So you can learn a lot. Um, I, I feel like in my role, I've become a bit of a private investigator. Uh, it's a, it's a, almost a little stalkerish and creepy, but um, the more you know about walking into a situation and who you're dealing with and what they're looking for, the more the the better prepared you're going to be. Yeah. Um, The other thing is just be ready to execute. So uh, if you apply for a role and get a call that day from the recruiter, I mean, that that interview process starts right then from that very first call. And so just make sure you're ready to go (laughs) because even those little 10 or 15 minute get to know you calls with the recruiters are important and could determine whether you're going to get that next call with the manager or not. Um, I, the other thing I'd say is practice, um, practice, you know, get a friend, family member. Um, if you have a mentor in the particular industry you want to work in, uh, have them help you, but practice uh, a mock interview. Um, you can find all sorts of questions online. Um, uh, you know, my company, we've got 16 leadership principles we live by. We pretty much kind of publish uh, that and give uh, potential employees a, a, a kind of a hint of what's to come in the interview uh, by, by doing that. Uh, take notes, you know, um, especially for phone call or remote interviews, it's okay to have notes around you to, to look at and glance and trigger some of those thoughts or stories that you want to share. And the last thing I'd say as far as just, you know, timelines and expectations is to set a goal for yourself. 
Um, you know, sometimes in the, when you're in the job hunt, um, you can kind of lose sight uh, of, okay, well, what do I do next? So, you know, uh, if it's, yeah, okay, this week I'm going to work on my resume uh, and I'm going to talk about, or I'm going to put together the three characteristics I want to have on a note card that I'm going to keep in my purse or wallet so that if I did, do get a call from a recruiter, I'm ready to go for that call. But, you know, set a goal for yourself and, and then have somebody kind of help, help hold you accountable. As far as salary, again, you're going to hear me say it depends. Yeah. <laughs> um, it depends on the role and, and your experience and obviously the market. Um, you know, here we're in Oklahoma. I joke about Oklahoma being a flyover state because most people don't fly to Oklahoma. They're flying over it or through it to get to another major market. I, that's that's changing. I mean, Oklahoma is growing up. Uh, you know, we do have an NBA team here now for the last 12 years or so. Um so with that, the, the job market's changed too here locally, uh, but it's going to depend on role. You know, as you think about marketing and communications, you, you know, you've got um, you know, a market manager, a, a PR manager, a social media manager, all the way up to the, the top, the director. And those, those roles are going to vary by market anywhere from, you know, I'd say even 20, 30 K for some of those intro roles on up to, uh, you know, a very healthy six figures. I think the best advice I could give is, is talk to others in the industry. Now, if you're just getting started, that might be a challenge, but you know, there's people out there that are willing to talk and share with you. So find those people um, that are willing to invest in others, find a mentor in your industry. Online, you've got access to all sorts of tools as well. So Glassdoor is a good one to go look at. Uh, roles. Uh, LinkedIn, I think, has some surveys they put out for salary. Uh, but, you know, know your value, know your worth, but don't overinflate your expectations early in your career. Um, because if, if your expectations are up here, but the job market is down here, um, you're going to have a tough time uh, getting that first role. Uh, I, you, you kind of touched on it at the beginning of our discussion here, but I, I'd say overall, we do see salaries trending upwards right now, which is a, a good thing because uh, it, with inflation going on right now, it's trending upward as well. So the other thing I would say is as it relates to salary is salary is just one component of compensation. So look at the whole package, the benefits that company offers, the time off, the flexibility of your schedule. Are they going to pay for your cell phone or your internet? Are they paying for part of your health and wellness plan? Uh, like my company, we get a discount for shopping on our retail site. You know, those are all benefits and perks. Some, some employers have uh, stock programs where they're giving you a, a discount on stock. Uh, and then, you know, the other last piece to that would be just opportunities for advancement. You know, where are you wanting to go in your career? And do you see you being able to get there? over the next three to five years in this company. Yeah. I would say my, my last piece of advice on salaries, just don't take a role based on salary alone. Um, culture and that hiring manager that you're going to work for are just as important as the salary. Yeah. Um, so in terms of those hiring managers um, and the people that would make up kind of a hiring board, um, one of the things that we've been talking about in my class a lot is uh, materials to bring with you. For example, you know, a good polished resume, an online portfolio of everything you've accomplished, um, because you don't really have industry experience. You kind of need to show off 
the educational experience you have in the best way possible. Um, but besides those things, what are employers looking for in college graduates looking to start their career? And also how can um, we make ourselves stand out to those employers and to those hiring boards? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, as far as the resume itself, I mean, uh, it, I mean, it's a tool to get you to that next level. That's all a resume is. And, and it might be used in the, in the uh, interviews, typically is. Um, but, you know, the, the goal of that resume is to get you that first meeting. And, and that then, then you're going to get a chance to, to really communicate your story, what you're about, your experience, whether that's in person or over the phone. I think from a resume perspective, it's important to customize that resume to the role. Um, I think gone are the days of the boilerplate resume where you, you create one, you apply to 10 roles, and you see what you get back. Um, you, you really got to spend some more time researching the role. Um, your recruiters nowadays, everything's online, everything's digitized. When you apply for a role, that resume is getting uploaded to the system. Um, there's keywords that they're going to search on for that particular role. So that's what I say when I say customize it, don't embellish what you, what your experiences uh, are, but, but look for keywords uh, in that job description they've posted and align those to your experiences and your qualities and make sure they're on there. So that when that recruiter goes to search for candidates for that role, your resume pops up in that search. Again, you're just trying to get to that first uh, in-person phone call or discussion. Um, I think what they're looking for uh, these days, I mean, uh, obviously people that are self-motivated, that are natural learners, that have a proven track record. Again, I know as a college graduate, you, you may not have experience in that, that particular field or that role, but you do have experiences that you can talk about and highlight on your resume, hopefully, uh, whether that's through a, a church, nonprofit, civic organization, uh, the school itself, that could be high school or college. And most people, by the time they've graduated college, have at least had some sort of job, uh, entry-level job. So those are all important things to include. You know, managers are not looking to hire people that they have to micromanage. Now, there are managers that are micromanagers, but for the most part, that's not what they're looking for. They want people that are self-motivated. Um, and recruiters are looking for the cream of the crop, you know, um, they're looking for, you know, that top 10, 15% so that they can uh, provide that manager the best possible candidates uh, as they're filling that role. I'd say the last few things I'll, I would mention that they're looking for is, you know, somebody that's organized, uh, obviously communication, good communication, written and oral, um, and then just driven, goal-oriented, um, successful people is what they're looking for. As far as standing out to the employer, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but, you know, do your research. Know as much as you possibly can about the company and the role. Um, if you can find somebody in that company that works there already, uh, that is going to kind of knock down that first barrier of entry. Um, I can't tell you how important networking is in any industry. Um, uh, we talked about the resume, you know, being customized. Uh, you know, I was just thinking about my last uh, foray off into interviewing and getting a new role. I probably had three or four different resume types floating out there based on, you know, what I, what role I was going for. 
Um, you know, practice interviewing. I think that's important too. Um, don't just try to show up and wing it. Um, you know, really think about your answers, really think about what value you're going to bring to that company and how you're going to help them move forward. And then the last thing I'll touch on is, you know, think about your online presence, uh, especially specifically around social media. <laughs> this is uh, something that I didn't have to deal with back in the, in the early days of my career, but now we all have to deal with it. So I will tell you this, employers are looking at everything. Um, and so if there's something out there on your, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, Facebook, um, that might hinder you getting a job offer or opportunity, um, take it down. It's not worth it. Um, so I, you know, I I think people today question, all right, are employers really looking? They are, they are, and it's important, um, you know. How, how you carry yourselves uh, on those social platforms. Uh, ultimately, if it's public facing, it reflects on their on that potential employer. So they want to protect their investment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you touched on networking in your answer um, and just how important it is. I think that is especially, it's true in any industry, but especially um, in communications and public relations, because that's how you, um, that's kind of how you grow in the industry. So what are the um, best pieces of advice, kind of the tools that you've used to um, grow your network and meet new people that have helped you advance in your career? Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's substantial to the success in my role. I think you just have to make it a priority. Um, it's so easy to, to, to land a role, get a job, and then just kind of go heads down, work in that role. But uh, you've got to pop your head up and talk to others in the industry and uh, definitely keep plugged into what's going on around you. That's not only going to help you learn uh, what others are doing and make you better at what you're doing, but, you know, um, you're probably doing things different than others. So you've got value that you can add to those relationships as well. So I would say make it a priority, make it part of your day, make it part of your week. I think right now, I, probably 20% of my time is spent networking with others, uh, either, either making new contacts or nurturing existing ones. And that, a lot of that comes with the nature of the role I'm in now. We just, we just have a lot of partners that work in our network. Um, and so these major software providers run on our platform, and I, I just spend a lot of time networking with them. Um, think about the value you can bring to them. Um, I, I love connecting people to others as well as other opportunities. I've helped a lot of folks and and I don't take this as me bragging. It's just, uh, something I enjoy doing. I love, I've helped a lot of people get different jobs over the years. Um, because I see the potential in them and, and know about, you know, opportunity X over here. And I love making those connections. Um, the other thing I would say is, um, you know, obviously you've got, uh, trade shows, uh, sometimes local groups, um, you know, look for ways to get plugged in there. Um, the the online content, you know, you'll have peers that are, they're writing blog posts that are creating other content, give feedback, you know, give praise, uh, give constructive criticism. Uh, I think that it will help elevate you, uh, from a networking perspective. And then, you know, 
uh, obviously you, you talked about tools. There's, there's several tools out there. Um, I, the one that seems to be still used the most, which is kind of surprising to me is LinkedIn, uh, from a, from a business perspective. That's where a lot of the jobs are getting posted. That's where a lot of different, uh, press releases, uh, white papers, blog posts, those kind of things are posted. Um, so I, you know, that's an important place to be, uh, and, and make sure you've, uh, you've got a good profile out there. I think that kind of goes with the resume piece. It, I think uh, as a business professional in 2022, you have to have a presence on LinkedIn and uh, and have it, you know, put together well. Um, so that's another recommendation I would give. Would you say that LinkedIn is a good place to start um, when you're looking for that kind of first entry level position in your career? Yeah, I mean... It's one of the places. It's definitely where I would start. Probably there's other sites out there, and gosh, I ha- it's been a little bit since I've looked. So I don't know if uh, I'm probably going to date myself here, but you know, Hot Jobs used to be popular back in the day. I know Indeed is another site. Um, you know, most of your major search engines are going to help you if you just you know search for whatever position you're looking for and the particular market you're in. It's going to give you the top probably five job sources. Uh, but I, you know, the other, the social platforms uh, that are pure social, I, I think are good places to look too. I've seen people post all sorts of stuff on Facebook yeah. that are even job related. So don't just limit yourself to one platform. Um, another one that's been pretty popular over the last few years is called the ladders. Uh, it, it would be, and it's typically a, a source for kind of those next level jobs. So mid to, to high level jobs. Um, but you know, uh, LinkedIn, yeah, I think LinkedIn is a great place to start. Uh, you know, also don't, don't diminish or rule out your local, uh, connections, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be through, you know, if you're a college student, your professors and, and the network they have, um, uh, your friend groups, uh, if you're involved in a church or nonprofit organization, don't, don't rule out the connections you have in your local network, uh, as well. Um, yeah, so. Um, so as we kind of wrap up this interview, the main thing that, um, I was really excited to get to ask you, um, was what is, well, kind of two part question. What is the number one thing you wish you would have known as a beginner in marketing? And then what is the number one piece of advice you have for college graduates looking to start, um, looking to start a career in this field? Yeah, those are good questions. Uh, number one thing I wish I'd known. Uh, I think the, uh, I've probably touched on it a little bit already, but the importance of professional relationships. It, it truly is your network of people, friends, family that is going to get you that next job. Um, maybe not your first job, but that, you know, as you get o- older and uh, you know, further into your career, um, your network of people is so important. Um, you know, there's always highs and lows in any career. I was actually just talking to, uh, my, my daughter Ashton about that, that any job you have, even if you love your job, there's going to be highs and lows to it. And so the importance of your manager, Mm -hmm. the team you're on, your family, and, and your close relationships, that's, that's super important in any career. 
because, you know, they're going to be there. And part of those celebrations when you're on the high in that career, you know, you're winning awards, you're, you're knocking them out of the park on a project. But then there's going to be lows and having those those right the right people at the right time around you. I think that's very important. Uh, the other thing, and I think my mom and dad probably told me this growing up, but, you know, always keep learning and growing. Um, you know, I'm uh, I've worked for multiple technology companies now and um it's constant. The, the speed of innovation and change is just mind boggling. And so, uh, but that's also exciting. Uh, and it makes, it makes work exciting and, and challenging. And, um, so just always have that mindset that you're going to, what are you going to learn new today? Um, and, and where do I want to grow this next year? You know, set those goals for yourself. As far as number one piece of advice, for college graduates, I think probably, probably the best advice is have fun. Like (laughs) do not let your career, um, define you and consume you. Um, uh, you know, we're on this earth for a set period of time. We don't know how long that is, but, uh, yeah. And, and enjoy your career, but, um, don't make your career, your life, um, put the work in, do a great job, but leave work and unplug um, I, investing in family and friends, uh, you know, what, what, faith, you know, if that's, you know, a, a preference of yours, um, having balance in life is so important. Um, and so, you know, I, several years ago, I worked for uh, a healthcare company. I know, I know we're coming here close on our time, but, uh, I, the, the CEO of that company shared a thought with me that stuck with me for a long time. Now it's been 20 years. And he said, Brad, you know, there, there should be three parts to your day. And each of those should be somewhat close to eight hours each. So your work, your family and your rest. And if any of those get out of balance, there's going to be a problem at some point. And so I think that's the thing I would say is have fun, but take care of yourself. This is a journey. Never stop learning. Uh, you know, I, I, I still don't know what a, I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. So if you take that mindset, you know, I think you'll have a, a, a long lasting and fun career. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for talking to me. I know all of this, like I was taking notes so that I can implement this into my job search. And I hope it helps anybody else that finds this podcast too. But thanks for sitting down and answering these questions for me. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, it was great talking to you. All right.